Hey, Costa. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. The Origin game is just finished. Um, so I'm a yes. bit on a bit of a post-Origin high. Uh-huh. Uh, you fell asleep. Well, like... <laughs> There have been few the opportunities for New South Wales to put on a clinic so hard that I'd be like, oh yeah, good time to have a nap right now. They've been few and far between the last twenty years, so take them when they come. I think it was a bit of an omen when the first four tackles of the game went Teddy Turbo Teddy Turbo. I was like, oh okay, this is gonna be like one of those kind of games. And and it was Turbo basically played seventeen positions. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, but we talked about this on I think it was the first pod that we ever did, like two years ago. Ah, in... uh, yes, and and you said something along the lines of uh, Turbo changed what it means to to, to play center in Origin, and no one even noticed. Yeah, that's right. I said, yeah, he revolutionized the center position, and no one noticed. Yeah, and yeah, it's like the coaches are all too dull to notice that, like, they don't have to sit on the side of the field. I mean, obviously, you need the kind of player like Turbo's a probably a once in generation type player that can do that. But I do feel like there are some some teams that have like a couple of gun backs in their team that they mm-hmm. could use both of them in a sort of roving fullback like role, like what Turbo does. Um, but yeah, he was incredible. He was just everywhere. He was more everywhere than Teddy was. But that combo yeah. of Teddy and Turbo together, like I feel like, like when they're, you know, they're both chiming in the back line. They're each taking kind of the, the opposition defense gets interested in both of them. So they're taking the the pressure yeah. off each other. Yep. You know, creating gaps for each other. And how did you go? How did yeah. you mark both of those guys? Yeah, exactly. It's, exactly. it's almost unfair. Yeah, yeah, and 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 Turbo seems like hyper, like he's, he's just gone like f- full Super Saiyan. He's just like, you know, he if he, if he's hammies, like we're like, oh yeah, we'll just we we might just snap this weekend, you know. <laughs> I feel like he's just gonna like stare his hammy, his stare his own hammies down to the point that they're like, oh no no no, we'll 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 we'll, we'll be okay, we'll conform. So have you heard um, the rumor? Which one? The one that he's that he's gonna play? Yeah, yeah. Well, at least at least it's the first game, right? The first game. Yeah, isn't it the first game this weekend? Uh, it's early on. It's on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah you're right. right. It's, a, it's the first game. It's six six a.m. six p.m. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you'll know. I mean, some people might have traded him out already. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah, the rumor is that because it's Bob Fulton's kind of memorial game that the mm-hmm. Trevojevic brothers want to want to play. Now, who knows? Yeah. He could like he could, is he is he in the he's in the team, right? Yeah, he got named. Yes. Um, yes. I mean, maybe so, he comes off the bench. But after the game, he looked like he could go another eighty. Yeah. He was pumped. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's the thing. That's the thing. He's like he's always been kind of almost uh, almost like a kind of relaxed kind of kind of guy like on and off the field but but i think the last few weeks it's just like he's he's flipped the switch and he's just angry <laughs> well he was definitely like last week i heard someone say that he was sort of protecting his body in order uh-huh. to like play origin like he was kind of shying away from the contact a little bit last week um i don't know if that's true or not but it does seem like origin means an awful lot to him and he was sort of making up for lost time but from missing last year's series Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was in God mode tonight. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else about that game? Like, you know, can Queensland make a show of it? It's uncle. Uh. uh I th- yeah, I think I think with the the, the Ponga out hurt hurt them a lot. Um, they had just no creativity from the back, and. Papa, Papa hurts him as well, right? So yeah, he does. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, pack. that that pack that pack just got owned by the New South Wales pack. Um, can I just can I just say the, the player that actually like, you know, Turbo went God mode, but that's almost not the most impressive thing for me. I I, I really I really like Luai's game. He was just like strong early ball 
to like the superstars around him and he just set up so much by doing that yeah agree i mean when you've got such a such good outside backs you just give him early ball and that's what he did yeah um he just he just yeah he just played his role perfectly i thought so and this is something we'll probably talk about in a bit of depth but um the way he played is pretty good for cody walker in the sense that hard to see cody walker coming into the origin team now at any stage agreed so yes you, you can feel fairly confident i think barring injury or suspension or something that um that cody walker won't play origin and therefore will play in round 17 agreed yeah and he's he's looming as an excellent player this week exactly right mm. all right so maybe we should start talking about that sort of thing um mm-hmm. the one key question i have for you this week is now that the first buy round is done Mm-hmm. Do you bring like so? So you've got a bunch of round thirteen guys that I guess can be culled. You know, you can get mm-hmm. rid of them. So there's like your Connor Watsons and your Mitch Barnetts, and I don't know. I've got Brian Kelly, for example. They can all probably go. Yeah. Do you bring in round seventeen players that may not be keepers, or do you bring in an Origin playing gun? that's going to be a keeper for the rest of the season. So I've got a couple of examples. So mm-hmm. do you bring in David Fafita or do you wait on David Fafita and bring in like a Toko Harris or a Tamalolo or a Corey Harawiranira? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Toko Harris maybe is a bad example because he probably is a keeper, but maybe even Tamalolo is, but Corey Harawiranira maybe, maybe not. Uh or someone like Alex Johnston instead mm-hmm. of, say, Val Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Well, I, I think obviously, first of all, it depends on how many on how many trades you got left, mm-hmm. um, and whether they back up this week. But yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so I'm coming to fifteen. Sorry. Let's assume that they back up. Yeah. So I'm currently sitting on 15 trades. I think I will be going the route of getting in the value guys who will be playing around 17 over the Origin superstars. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I think I just I just think the way two things. First of all, the way my team is uh, is currently sitting. Um, I feel like uh, I, I I just I just feel like I have the flexibility to get in those guys, um, and uh, I think if yeah if I had like eleven or twelve trades I'd probably go the origin guy kind kind of route, um, but but for me and with my sort of head to head style of play I think this is this is what I want. Yeah, okay. So I think I think it's more interesting in particular positions where you're a little bit short-handed. So like hooker, for example, I would be more inclined to you know, get a get a get an origin player like a, maybe a Harry Grant or someone like that. Um or the halves, whereas positions like second row or center um, I've traded in guys that I have expected to be keepers, uh, like Mitch Barnett or like Nofo, and those are guys that I'm looking at trading out this week. So I think it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not it's not very clear cut for me. And the 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 other thing is that like in what two weeks time we've got like a five trade round. So, uh, so I feel like I feel like I can just wait till then to make any sort of more concrete decisions yeah okay i mean so the thing for me is that i held off on getting like val holmes is a key example i held off getting yep. val holmes like yep. around round five round six because i thought he's an origin player and it like burnt the shit out of me yep um and now i i am i've mass traded so i've got 11 trades left so i don't have a lot to play with um mm-hmm. and it's like you know 
can Val Holmes in three games with a decent draw outscore, you know, an Alex Johnson, Alex Johnston in four games? Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps, and over the, the course of the season, and potentially it saves you a trade if you think you have to trade out Alex Johnston. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of issues there. So the first one is, well, again, we said we're assuming that, that say, Val Holmes backs up, and we don't know if he will. So that's one issue. Yep. Next issue is, okay, he plays round 17, but what about round 18? We're already seeing yeah. this week with, you know, a fair few Origin players looking like they may not back up that, you know, numbers are kind of tight for this week. A lot of people will be struggling to put a decent 17 together. Mm-hmm. So it's not just round 17, it's potentially round 18 as well. Yep. Once you add that to the equation, it becomes a little bit murkier. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, maybe there are guys you can get in that are keepers that aren't origin players. Yeah. And then it becomes like, I think I still want to get Val Holmes in say in round 19 or 20. I think from round 20, he's got a very good draw. Mm-hmm. Um, but my assumption is that one of the guys I've got, even though I've probably got enough keepers, if I, if I buy someone else now, my assumption is that someone's going to get injured. And so I yeah. can still bring in Val Holmes later on. Whoever yep. gets injured. Um, so I guess I'm leaning towards not doing it, like getting a, a guy that will play round 17. Mm-hmm. Um, then it becomes an issue of who. Mm-hmm. One guy I'm very interested in, and I don't think I'm going to do it this week, is Jesse Ramian. Mm. Have you looked at him at all? Uh, not, not, in, not in a fair amount of detail, no. Tell, tell me why you like Jesse Ramian. Well, it goes against everything I've said in terms of don't buy centers this year. Mm-hmm. So that's that. That's one thing that kind of turns me off a little bit. But he's putting up some monster numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he, he's sort of putting up the, the numbers that I expected Brian Kelly to put up when I bought him. Yep. Um, so he's offloading a lot. Like, when I say a lot, I mean a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, his base is way up on what it's been in any previous year. So his base is up to 32, and that's with an injury-affected game. So it's actually higher than 32. Yep. His base plus power, so once you add in the offloads and tackle busts, is over 50. Mm-hmm. It's monstrous. Yep. Um, and he's been getting, like... Like there, there's some games where he's got like five offloads and 10 tackle busts along with a mm-hmm. base of 30. And he's playing outside Sean Johnson. Yep. He plays around 17. Mm-hmm. And they've got a really good draw coming up. And in fact, their draw goes for like season long. Their good mm-hmm. draw that starts next week after Penrith. Mm-hmm. Penrith this week, like it'll be a week in Penrith's side, but even still, mm-hmm. uh, their draw is very good for the rest of the season after this week. Right. I feel like, yeah, so I, I had him last year and I think I had him the year before as well. I, I, I feel like I've been burnt by Jesse Ramian. Well, he's, but... been, he's been a bit of a supercoach myth in the past. Hmm. But this year his stats are just, well, he's just taking them to a new level. Mm-hmm. Um, my fingers aren't working. It's too cold in Canberra. This is a max of seven today. Oof. All right, so after the Panthers, he's got right, he's got Cowboys, Broncos, Warriors leading, and the Warriors is the round 17 game. Then Raiders, Bulldogs, Seagulls, Warriors again, Knights, Tigers, Broncos, final game against the Storm. Mm-hmm. And that's the game that the Storm usually, usually rests everyone. Mm-hmm. So absolute dream run. Sean Johnson's back. Back to his stats. So so in the games that he hasn't been injured, his base has been 32, 44, 35, 38, and 33. Mm-hmm. So a low base of 32. And an average mm-hmm. kind of in the mid to high 30s. Mm-hmm. And then his offloads, he's had, what, 4, 8, 16, 4, 4, 16, as in points in offloads. So he's had an offload in every game. Mm-hmm. And there's been two games where he's had four offloads. Mm-hmm. Tackle busts, this is points, not number, 14, 4, 18, 20, 20. Okay. 
So, yeah, base plus power in the games he hasn't been injured. So there's one game that he was injured. 50, 56, 71, 64, 69. So that's like, yeah. that's a 60 plus base plus power average. Yep. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, yep. It sounds a lot like some uh, some Brian Kelly stats. It does, doesn't it? That Brian Kelly isn't getting this year. Yeah. Yeah. Can can I can I ask? Uh, you know, pending injury. Who do you think will be the the top four centers this year at the end of the year? So on the assumption that Nico Hines go, goes back to the bench, Pappy yep. and Pappy comes back. Yeah. Uh, Dotwell, mm-hmm. Holmes. Mm-hmm. The next two are much more difficult to pick. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know to be honest. Who is it at the moment? Like, uh, Garrick is up there. Garrick and maybe Ramian or Sivo or someone like that. Sivo is going really well. Um, might be might be Gagai um, with with their their run that they've got coming up. Yeah, maybe. Um, so the other obvious one is Alex Johnston. Yep. I just he's just so reliant on tries. So Alex Johnston mm-hmm. is actually like the second most bought player this week so far after Cody Walker. I actually bought him last week. Yeah. Right. And he scored well. Oh, you bought him in the buy? No, I mean, like during the buy, yeah. Huh. Um, in anticipation. In anticipation. Look, I, I think he's a good buy. I just, mm-hmm. I just worry. Like that's why you get these base guys, right? Like, like he's yeah. had some, you know, like pretty low scoring games. Mm-hmm. Um, well, with with his, you know, with how his break even is going to be, again, I, I feel like. Even with low scoring games, you're gonna get you're gonna get some money and you can trade out of him if you need to. I think um, I'm more it's it's odd. Uh, I'm somehow more confident in him over the next four or five weeks than I am uh, in Ruben Garrick, who has been averaging more, but well, Ruben Garrick could the problem with Ruben Garrick is he could play quite a few games without Turbo there. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, so and he's like two hundred k more expensive. Yes. So, so that's why. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm a little bit um, apprehensive with someone like that. Yeah, Raymond. Ray, Raymond's a very, very interesting one. So Alex, I'm guessing his his ownership's pretty low too. It's one percent at the moment. Yeah. Um, Johnston has a thirteen, a thirty-three, a twenty-six, a twenty-one, and a twenty-two this year. Mm-hmm. Amongst a bunch of pretty good scores, so yep. And admittedly, the thirteen, the twenty-one, and the twenty-two were against the Brewsters, Storm, and Penrith. Mm-hmm. And um, and the draw is very good coming up, as as we said. Like they're about to play Newcastle, Broncos, Tigers, Cowboys, Bulldogs, New Zealand, all in a row. So it's a good mm-hmm. dream run. Yep. But he also scored a twenty-six against the Tigers. Um. He scored a 33 against the Bulldogs. So, like, there's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, again, I think it's a good trade. I just, yeah. I, I, it, it may not be a year-long trade. It, yeah, it may not be a year-long trade. That's one thing. Yep. Like, the, the draw towards the back end is not, not nearly as good. And, you know, you just got to pre- prepare yourself for a 20 if it doesn't go across the line. What do you... Oh. I'll ask the the actual million dollar question. What what are you doing with Nathan Cleary? <laughs> Literally a million dollar question. Uh, no, I'm holding him. Okay. Do you think there's any argument to sell him? Like, what conditions would would require you to sell him? I mean, I think the time to sell him was probably last week. Yep. And and hope that he gets rested this week, which it looks like he probably will. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get two weeks of using that million bucks. I guess. So for me, money's not an issue this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sell Nico Hines 
probably to say Tohu Harris in maybe next week, depending on when yep. when Pappy's back. Yep. And I'm going to make three hundred thousand. Yeah. And with that, I can kind of do whatever I want. Like, if if I needed cash badly in order to to do a bunch of upgrades, then that's probably when I would have thought about trading Cleary up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just don't need the money. And therefore, it's not worth the two trades for me. Mm. I think I was very, uh, very eager to trade him out. But then I looked at the replacement guys and spe- specifically the ones who also play around 17. And there's just nobody. Like anybody who's even half decent and might play around 17, you know, an Adam Reynolds or someone like that. They've all got ridiculously high break-evens. I just... There's, there's no value in any halfbacks there. I think when I asked you... There's value what, in one. Really? Yeah. Who's that? Well, we, whose draw did we just talk about before? Ah, uh, Sean Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. He's kicking goals again now. Yeah. And they've got that draw that I just talked about. Hmm. Well, I look. I was going to say, I think the only condition that would that would convince me to trade him was if I had a halfback five eighth switchy in the five eighth position, so I could move that player up in into, you know, for example, if I had Matt Burden in five eighth um, at the moment, then moving him him into halfback and getting like a Cody Walker or something like that. But swapping swapping Cleary out for another halfback. Yeah, Johnson's an option, but... Problem with Johnson is this. It's, it's, it's not the Sean Johnson of old. Oh, I think he could be pretty good. Like, I still think he's pretty good. Like, he doesn't. his running game's not where it used to be, but his, his ball-playing game is potentially better than it used to be. It's more mm. an issue with the Sharks team, like how good are the Sharks team, is, the, is the Sharks team. Um... What was I going to say? The, I mean, he's dual as well, SJ, which is really handy. Yeah. I think I'll be trading Burton to SJ maybe next week or the week after. Maybe in the... Because okay. Burton in rounds 15 and 16 has a pretty hard draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gives me that number and he's probably more of a keeper than Burton, I think, for the run home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other one I like is Nikarima. But I think yeah. SJ with the kicking is just a little little bit better. Yeah, but Nikarima also from memory has a pretty high break even. He does, um, and he's hundred K more expensive. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I didn't ask you what you scored in the bye week. Uh seven hundred and seven. But so my scenario played out that Going into the buy round, I had 14, um, 14 players mm-hmm. and my head-to-head opponent only had nine. So I was comfortable that I could win my head-to-head without having to trade in anybody additionally. Um, and I also had Jordan, Ricky, and um, the Tigers guy, um, the Tigers hooker. Oh, Simkin. Simkin in my team, um, who obviously their teams were playing, but they weren't. So, so that's why I looked at sort of trading out for round seventeen. It shouldn't make a difference at that point. Like I'd still win my head to head, and I'd get two more numbers for round seventeen. Right, so, right, right. So yeah, I, did, I, I traded in two round seventeen players instead. I mean, I'd love a third trade this week, to be honest. I've got, yeah. just got so much junk that I want to get rid of in my team. Yeah. Barnett, Watson. I've got Isaaco and. Um, Kelly. So yeah. all four of those guys need to go. Watson doesn't need to go. I don't think. Uh, I'm happy to sit on Watson. Yeah. So what? I like. I'm. I'm kind of happy to sit on Watson for the medium term. What about Watson to to Walker though? To Cody Walker. So I'm. So I um. Yeah, that that makes sense. I'm actually going to do so. So I didn't trade out Simkin last week. Um, cause I kind of stuffed it up 
stuffed up my trade, so I traded at someone else. I can't remember who, who it was. So I'll be doing Simkin via Watson to Cody Walker. Yeah, okay. Like it's it, it, Watson's not a trade that needs to he doesn't need to go in. Yeah, it doesn't need to happen in terms of break even. But I don't know. I feel like he's done his job. Oh, he's he's done his job, but he'll still be handy going forward. Um, I don't know. To be honest, I'm done with all those new, Newcastle guys. I can't. I'm I'm done with the like silly buggers playing forty minutes. You have eleven trades. Yeah, I know. Like but he's, he's not a keeper. Ever- Sorry, mate. Time to go. Like, and like, I wouldn't be selling him this week unless there was a great option. But Cody Walker is a great option, right? Yep. Um. So, which is why I'm, I'm prioritizing selling him over, um, say, Barnett, mm-hmm. who I'll probably get rid of next week. Mm-hmm. Um. And the other trade I'm going to do is probably Isaaco to Siwali, assuming he plays and Tedesco doesn't. Yep. Yep. So I yeah. So I traded in Suali and Johnson last week, right. and this week I'm yeah. I'm also trading as I said, Simkin to Cody Walker, and my other trade will probably be uh, getting in um, uh, Corey Harawir and Naira. Yeah, I wanted to talk about him. Um, he's looking pretty good, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Sort of a cut price, you know, maybe borderline keeper option for your second row that's going to play around seventeen. Yep. Yeah, yeah, he, he might be affected maybe when when um, Wasberg returns, but that that'll be after the after the the round seventeen game. Um, well, it doesn't seem he, like it. He's played eighty minutes every week so far, regardless. Yeah, of who's no, been in the, yeah. Like like I said, I, I don't think it'll happen, but that, that might be a risk down the track in terms of his long term um, keeper status. But if he does, if he does stay that the, that eighty minutes on the edge, then yeah, he's he's actually he's got the production. What about how we were near versus Tamalolo? Tam, like, what has what has Tamalolo shown this year? He's had one good game. I agree, but it's been very disrupted. Yeah. So, what you think? You think how we were near outscores Tamalolo for the rest of the season? Based on what I've seen, yeah. Twenty bucks. Sure. You can get square sure. for uh, Matt, Matt Dufty. Wait, not Matt Dufty. Lomax. Yeah. Lomax. Yeah. Is is the is the Dufty to camera thing done? Oh, uh, if not, if it isn't done, it's like pretty much done. That's got to yeah, be right. one of the stupidest things like in rugby league history, isn't it? By who? By the Raiders? By the Dragons. He's just put on an absolute clinic. Yeah. Is he banging like hooks misses or what? Uh, apparently he's quite disruptive. Uh, I don't know. I, I've heard I, I've heard some stories crazy. that he's you know, Yeah. Like off yeah. the field. Maybe just, that's bullshit. Great, maybe that's yeah, exactly, exactly. But but um But this is all he say. Sorry, sorry Matt. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. The thing is the thing is in a bad team, he is the engine in terms of points production. They are going to suck so much balls next year without him. Um, Particularly, like, there's no replacement as of yet, right? There's no replacement. There's no like, replacement. It sort of made sense to me when I heard they were trying, they were hunting Nico Hines. But when they yeah. didn't get him, I would have been begging him to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It'll be, it'll be very interesting. Anyway, um, would have been nice to get in Matt Doffy last week. Mm-hmm. I ended up doing the Gutho trade, the Teddy to Gutho trade, and Captain Guffy Gutho. That worked out. It worked well. out pretty well, and I brought in Brendan Smith over Reed Marnie. There you He's go. Scored basically the same as Reed Marnie, but now Reed Marnie's injured. And yep. they said to that, well, they said it's actually a bit worse than they initially thought. Mm. So now he's sort of a three to six week injury. So mm-hmm. I dodged that bullet, and anyway, so I scored like a nine fifty. Mm-hmm. And I've, I actually thought I would move up more than I did. I only moved up seven spots. So some of the guys yeah, near the yeah. top, like there was like lots of thousand plus scores near the top. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm into about 230th. But yeah, it didn't really move the dial very much. And I'm going to battle in round 17. Uh, do you have Ryan Madison in your team? I don't, no. 
Are you Shit. anticipating getting him at any point? Don't think so. Right. No. So would you? So the guys we talked about, would you put Tamalolo and CHN above him? I, th- I ranked them about the same, yeah. and and given that they play seventeen, I think maybe. I mean, the only thing is, like, the back rowers are scoring a lot of tries this year. Mm-hmm. So maybe that gives us a CHN or a, or a Madison a bit of an edge mm-hmm. uh, over, say, Taumalolo. The reason why I compare CHN and Taumalolo so much is because I'm not going to get either of them this week, but next week they're going to be a similar price. So definitely, if, you, if you're getting one of them this week, I can understand why you get CHN because it's 100k cheaper. Yep. Uh, but then, but next week, if you if you can't get them this week and you have to wait till next week, then it becomes very marginal. Hmm. And I do think just I think there is some chance that Tamalolo outscores Aurora Nero, despite that we haven't seen much of him this year. Okay. He's a, a gun, and and the the positive thing about him is that Peyton does seem to be playing in more minutes now, even though it hasn't really translated into super coach scores just yet. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So read the read the Panthers players. Obviously, we'll know. I mean, all six of them are basically on this extended bench, right? So, twenty four hours out from the game, they will. Some of these guys will start dropping off. Um, and if it is some of their regular players, then then I feel like we'll know that they are going to proceed with that strategy and, and basically rest rest their origin stars is that correct i think that's right and also clearly had that huge gash in his face yeah which i don't know i don't know how serious that is but jeez you think he gets a rest with me yeah yeah i think so 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 warner then how does that how does that actually post trades how does it how does that affect your numbers i think i'm right for for 17 um, if Haas doesn't play, I'm going to have to play Stefano, but Stefano got named, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think if none of the Panthers play and Haas doesn't doesn't play, I'll have exactly 17. Yeah. Post trades. Yep. Um, and my boy Bailey Simonson gets a fullback spot, go. who I was going to have there to play go. anyway. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, very interesting. So he might he might actually keep that spot for the rest of the year. Yeah, depending on how he goes. I'm not convinced that he's going to go that well. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so what about you? What are your numbers looking like? I should have 18 or 19 to choose from, I think. Again, depends on depends on if turbo plays um so you've, you've obviously still got turbo and so do i so i was i was assuming that turbo won't in that 17 so if turbo plays i've got okay. 18 okay yeah yeah i think i'm probably gonna have one or two more than you um to choose from so i think it's also a very intriguing um captain vice captain week mm. what are you thinking um I think it all comes down to if Turbo plays or not. If Turbo does play, I think he is the prime vice-captain option. But I still, even if I thought he was the best option full stop, I probably still wouldn't captain him um, just because of the short turnaround from Origin. He might get injured. He might get rested. There's a huge chance he gets rested. Yeah, there's too much. There's just too much risk in that. So I think... Excellent vice captain play, not excellent captain play. So who are you getting captain? Um, at the moment, I'm leaning towards Nico Hines against the Warriors. Yep, yep, me too. Well, and I think if sorry, I was going to say if if Turbo doesn't play, um, I think Teddy is a good option for those who have him. I don't. Um, as as a vice captain option, um, yeah, that was what I was about to say the same thing. Teddy, like the Titans, I feel at the moment have the worst defense in the league, mm-hmm. and I think Tedesco is a, a fantastic player if he plays and if he backs up. Again, there is yep. some risk that he gets rested, so I wouldn't. 
be as keen to straight captain him, but vice captain mm-hmm. looks very good. Yeah. Now, if if uh, if Turbo does not play, I think my vice captain option. So we said Heinz. I said Heinz for captain. I think my vice captain option will be one of the one of my Rabbitohs players. So I've already got Johnston. I'm bringing in Walker. It'll be one of those two. Probably leaning towards Johnston actually. Yeah, okay. as a vice captain. Well, I was about to say my vice captain is probably going to be Cody Walker. So we're thinking very go. similarly. I like there I like VCing a shiny new toy. Yeah, and Cody's my shiny new toy of the week. So um, yeah. Again, well, I said the Titans have had the worst defense in the league. They're the Knights are right behind them. Yep. And the Knights look absolutely awful at the moment. Um, and, yeah, so I can see that the Bunnies putting a big score mm-hmm. on them. And I think Cody Walker and Latrell and Alex Johnston, as you say, will be absolutely amongst that. Yeah. So don't, yep. don't mind that at all. Either of those, yep. either those Bunnies guys. Oh, and uh, I, sh- I should say... Um, yeah, I think I'm actually trading out Nofo via one of my switchies to a CHM. So, and one of the reasons I'm doing that is not just because Nofo sucked, or, um, but he's also been moved back to the left again, where he, there's just nothing happening over, over that side of the field. So he's, you know, even if he was on the right, I'd still be considering selling him this week. Um, but on the left, uh, things are guaranteed sell. I don't think I agree with that. Okay. I don't have him, so I don't know the pain of not of owning him and seeing him suck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but later in the season, they have a good run. Um, yeah, and he's he's just a pretty good super coach player. Like I get then I get the frustration, yeah. but I don't think he's a sell. Then I'll I'll bring him back. Then like where when have you seen David Nofaluma score twenty eight points in a game? Yeah, I agree. It's not often. Hey, my boy George George Jennings is going right. Yeah, he did well. Eh? I mean, he's not he's not setting the world on fire, but he scored a seventy and a fifty since I got him. Sorry. And the, the important thing is he's outscoring Nofaluma, who a lot of people have. Yeah. Um, and they've got you know they've got a run of really good games coming up, so hopefully he can get he can keep getting over the stripe. So you you are going to hold on to him um, at least what till round seventeen or something like that. I think he's a season long hold. I might not play him every week, but um, mm-hmm. there's enough good games in there for the rest of the season on what's probably the best attacking side in the comp that I'm going to keep him. And how do you feel about Ikevalu? There is some word that, that he could get dropped. Yep. Um, I don't have Ikevalu. I never actually bought him. Okay, I, I do. feel a bit bad about the people that I convinced to buy him. I mean... His really bad score the other week was without Sam Walker, and we knew that that was going to yep. be a problem. Yep. So I wouldn't be too worried as an owner, like, but they do have a pretty shit draw coming up. Apart from this week is good, so you know, obviously you've got him. You'd be definitely playing him this week and hoping for a big score. Mm-hmm. And then again, seventeen and eighteen. Hopefully, like if he keeps getting picked, they've got good games. So I think I'd be holding him. But if you get if he does end up getting dropped. You do you think that's only in a world where Teddy plays? Hmm. Um, yep. Then, yep. then it does become a bit marginal, given that he's got a bad draw coming up. Yep. Mm. What are you doing? What... Oh, I'm I'm holding him at the moment. So I talked about Jermaine Isaaco. Fuck me. Yeah. He ruined my week. Yeah, I was great. every other player I had last week kind of scored pretty well for my nine fifty, but Isaaco really fucking sucked. And now mm. he's been dropped. Um, mm. Yeah, that was very disappointing. He scored like, if you take out the, his goals, he scored two points in like 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, this is not that bad because Charlie Staines only scored nine. A lot of people would have yep. held on to Charlie Staines, but then Charlie Staines got updated to 26. Right. Really yep. took the jam out of my donut. Mm. Mm. All right. Um, well, they're the main things I want to talk about this week. Is there any kind of other players yeah. that you got your eye on for round seventeen? Uh, not at the moment. I, I think we've covered off on, on most of the interesting ones. Um, I don't expect. I mean, as I said, I, I've got fifteen trades, and yet I don't expect to be using 
my five trades in the big trade week? Like, no, I'm gonna try and limit it to three or four. Yeah, right. Yeah, it'll depend on when Pappy comes back as well. Let me ask you this question: Assuming, uh, assuming David Fafita backs up this week, and I guess the expectation is that he would. When are you? Would you be looking at getting him back in your team? Well, this is what I was talking about before, like right when we opened about like Fafita and Holmes. Like, do you get those mm-hmm. guys back in and just cop the seventeen and possibly eighteen, or or do you try and get like do you prioritize your Tohu Harris's and your Tamalolos? My yeah. plan at the moment is so I've got um Satili Tupanua, yep. who's a obviously round seventeen hold. So mm-hmm. I think my plan is at the moment to get him in post origin for Satili. Okay. Yeah. But it's a tough one. Mm. Like I think next week I'll be looking at Barnett to someone like a Talmolo or a CHN, but I could just bite the bullet and get and get Fafita. But I think I think this week if he plays is the week to get him, if you're gonna get him. He's still got that high break even though, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But like the the points differential over those non origin player guys is less every week you don't do it. Yep. If you know what I mean? Like in, in this like it's harder for him to outscore, say, a Tamalolo in two games versus Tamalolo's three than it is in three games versus Tamalolo's four. Mm-hmm. So if you can do it this week, I'd probably suggest doing it this week if you can do it at all. Yep. Whereas next week it's almost it's almost too late. Yep. Yep. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one guy I've got a very I'm gonna have a very close close eye on over the next couple of weeks is um Fennel Blake. Yeah, yeah, so he's been named on the extended bench, hasn't he? Yeah, they're saying he'll play. Okay. Um and if he doesn't play he'll, he'll obviously what well, you think he'd play next week. Um, and he'll be very cheap in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and he'll be like, he'll be a very good, uh, buy for, you know, Stefano maybe in that, in the big trade week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Do you, uh, well, okay. Do you anticipate getting Luke Thompson into your team before the round 17? Well, he would probably be the other guy that I'd look, look to do that trade, but Fenua Blake's going to be cheaper like significantly cheaper mm-hmm. and it's potentially the better option. Yeah. So I think the answer is probably no. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably get Fenua Blake instead if he can, if, you know, if he comes back and he looks okay and he's getting good minutes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right. Excellent. But, but I suppose Thompson has that, um, that dual flexibility, which is, is good. Mm-hmm. But I've already got Papali'i and, um, Pango Jr. that I can mm-hmm. switch between. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty much it, I think. Yeah. Um, should I go through the uh, the searching Corey Unlimited group? Please. So the forty twenties is still on top with an overall overall rank of thirteen. It's uh-huh. Michael's team. So yeah, absolutely killing it. Yeah, I'm. Um, so we've got seven guys in the top three hundred. And actually, we've got 10 guys inside the top 400. Whoa. Yeah. Out of out of 78, there are 10 guys in the top 400. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Well, right. good chat. Thank you very much. Uh, one down, one to go for, for the Blues. And I'm actually yeah. going to Suncorp. Are you? I am, yeah. Interesting. I'm going to Brisbane next week, actually. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, flying up on the Saturday night. Going to play golf on the Sunday morning and then uh, the game. Do you play golf? Yeah, not well. I didn't know that. Okay. I'm a superstar with the five iron. <laughs> yeah, right. Can't really hit any other club. Yeah. It's actually like, I've actually I thought about this quite a bit. Golf is a bit of an odd game because like in most other sports, like, you know, racket or ball sports, cricket, tennis. I play a bit of table tennis. You get used to one bat mm-hmm. and you, you just use that bat over and over again and the weight and the, you know, the feel of that bat and the everything about it 
becomes like, you know, something that's kind of almost in your DNA. Yeah, an extension of your body. Extension of your body, yeah, that's right. Whereas in golf, there are all these different size clubs and you like yeah. every every other ball you hit with a different size club. Yeah, and, like, and you're standing on different terrain every five seconds. That's right. And and it, it might be at, you, you, you know, your feet are at a different angle. Exactly, exactly. So it puts me off. Yeah. So to get around that, I basically just hit a five line on every shot. Right. <laughs> just, you know, on a 400-meter par four, just three or four five lines straight up the middle. Yeah. Anyway, it's not the most efficient way to play, but... You know like the film Happy Gilmore is 25 years old. Fuck, that makes me feel old. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good to chat as always. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Hey, what did you think of uh, at the, the guest last week? Uh, oh, on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was really good. Uh, it was nice. He, he had like a sort of... Um, uh, uh, like a bit of a contrarian, unusual point of view. Even though it was like conservative, it was like an unusual conservativeness. So um, I was going to say, like, I'm finding it very interesting having the different guests on, um, and particularly like talking to guys about Supercoach that I've never talked to about Supercoach before. And just how yeah. different the perspectives are. Like, like yeah. you know, when I talk to Beaver, Beaver, Beaver's a lot like me, but, you know, it's, as we've said before, it's all out of tack. Like he's super... Um, you know, he's a risk lover, let's say. Like he just he mm-hmm. just basically only buys guys that have attacking upside and you know, it's a kind of all or nothing play all the time. Yeah. Whereas Tim last week was that the most conservative player I've spoken to by a long way. Yeah. Like, you know, he was but, talking about and, not and, yeah. not buying Gutherson last week because he wasn't sure if it was the right trade in for Teddy or Turbo and he was willing to give up like a couple hundred points or whatever Gutherson scored last week. Just yeah. to try and get that trade right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, that but, blew my mind. Like, but it, I mean, he's doing really well. It's exactly. It's 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 a, it's a successful strategy. So there's not there's like not a single there's not like one way to skin a cat here. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um. I mean, he ended up doing the trade, and you know, and it's probably a good thing he did because got the squad so well, and he captained him, and so did I. Um. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'll take some credit for that because I think he listened to my advice, but. But even the fact that he was kind of thinking about not doing it, I found kind of fascinating. Mm. Um, and as yep. you say, yeah, and like you know, he's a, he's an absolute trade hoarder, whereas I'm a I'm a trade whore. Sure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Hey, so hot off the press, uh, mm. so we're back. We're, we're re-recording because we've I've just seen some news <laughs> that I thought we had to talk about. Yeah. Um, they're now saying possible fractured cheekbone for Nathan Cleary. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, we don't know yet, but um, that would be apparently three to six weeks on the sideline. Okay. So what does so that mean? Then I, th- I think that recycles conversations about likely replacements. Um, so Sean Johnson, I think, was the one you mentioned, and he's probably the best option. Um the only other guys who, you know, I think are, are even worth talking about, uh, Cody Nicarima with a high break even, but at least he plays around 17. Um, uh, Jerome Hughes has a pedigree, but obviously he'll miss round 17. Sam Walker plays round 17, but has um, has the Panthers and, and the Storm coming up. Um, Can I just throw something out there? Yep. I was sort of half, well, I wasn't sure whether he'd miss this game, but he was probably going to miss this game anyway. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss round 17 anyway. Yep. Who knows about, don't know about round 18, but mm-hmm. maybe there's a 50-50 there. So theoretically, he's probably only missing two extra games than he was going to. Yeah. And actually, they're pretty hard. Yeah, they're hard games, yeah. I so, mean, it doesn't make, that doesn't change the fact that it's a million dollars sitting on the sideline for four playable rounds or five even. Yeah. Well, you're the one who's saying that money's not not, not a factor right now. Well, that's the thing. It's not. Um, so, so maybe you just have a million dollars sitting on the sideline for five, six weeks. Well, the thing that makes it 
kind of a little better is that I've got Burton. Yeah, me too. So like you've got Burton, the plug and play option. I've got the plug and play option. I'm kind of vaguely pissed off that Burton's not kicking goals because Stephen Crichton doesn't look like a very good goal kicker. Mm-hmm. But who knows? If Crichton keeps missing them, maybe he'll pick it up. So maybe maybe he's still a hold. Yeah. Um, given that I have so such fuck all trades, I'm, I might just hold him. Yeah, I I, th- I think I'm comfortable holding him for now. Mm. If there if there was a cl- it, it, for me, it's it's more that there's no clear replacement. Um, if there was, then then I'd consider trading him, but but there isn't. So, again, if if I was somebody who had a half halfback five eighth switchy currently in the five eighth position, and therefore I could trade Cleary to a five eighth, that'd be a different conversation. But I don't have I well, don't I have can. Possibility. You know, I've still got Jock Madden. Okay, so so then instead of trading out Connor Watson, like yeah. why, is, why is Cleary to Walker not an option for you? It is, but the, I wouldn't be trading Watson back in. So yeah, uh, 11 trades left. Watson out is one. Cleary, Cleary to Walker means that I, I'm probably still going to trade Watson to someone. Yeah, yeah. Back to Cleary, I guess. Yep. So... And given that, like, I still feel like I can field a very strong 17 in all those weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not going to make a difference. Re- you don't have to reach reach for Watson to, to put up those points for you. No. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, okay. you know, I'll think about that. I guess we'll know more over the, next, over the coming couple of days whether it's actually broken or not. We might be worrying about nothing. Yep, true. Mm, but that would uh, throw a bit of a cat amongst the pigeons. Mm, yeah, not, yeah, nice little coda to our to our conversation. Yeah, that's right. All right, All right cool. See ya.